This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there, this is The Saturday Quiz, the podcast where I, your host, John Leary, ask the questions from the quiz in The Saturday Paper, and a different pair of guests do their best to answer them. It's not a competition and I don't keep score, I just want everyone to have a good time. And given the current situation in Sydney at the moment, I thought it would be a good time to adjust my Melbourne-centric guest list and get a couple of people in from my own hometown and hopefully provide them with a good time. If you consume any podcasts outside of this one, then there is a very good chance that you have come across both my guests this week. One of them achieved the frankly Herculean task of putting out a new episode every day of last year of the podcast, The Last Post. And my other guest is the creator and host of the Australian Podcast Awards Best Comedy Podcast of 2020 winner, A Rational Fear. Welcome to the show, Alice Fraser and Dan Illich. Thank you for having us. Hi. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. The nicest thing, get, getting uh, Sydney people in for the podcast. Exactly, Is that the exactly. Thing? Quite frankly, not enough Melbourne podcasts. Go to the effort of, that you do, Johnny Larry, to get Sydney people on their podcasts. You know, podcasts these days, <laughs> you can get anyone anywhere in the world, but no, no, Melbourne people just want to make sure it's not north of Epping. Yeah. It is, it is, it does tend to get a little insular. Well, it's like Bitcoin. The only thing you can really buy with Bitcoin is other Bitcoin. The only thing you can buy with a podcast appearance is is appearing on their podcast. The only (laughs) currency that really works is the... Yeah. That's yeah, right. like to like exchange. Which reminds me, Johnny, <laughs> you should come on my podcast sometime. <laughs> oh well, uh, that, thank you for the invitation. I would very much love to do that. And now that it's on tape, I can hold you to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play it back anytime you want. <laughs> How are you both in not quite lockdown, Sydney? Preparing for lockdown right now. Yeah, yeah. Just getting all my all my things together, planning my walks. You know, figuring out where I'm going to wail and tear my hair and beat my breast in a socially distanced, safe mm. manner. We anticipated this early. So we anticipated this a few days ago. So we did a Woolworth shop online. We stocked up on toilet paper. It got delivered. Uh, and I'm kind of putting myself in a self-imposed lockdown this weekend, I'm only going to one small dinner and a bacchanalia. So that's the only thing (laughs) I'm doing this weekend. (laughs) After the bacchanalia, I'm like pulling up stumps, I'm going home. Will that happen at... um uh, spread across several Bunningses. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll be in, in one Bunnings in particular. Uh, it's Roman themed. I don't know where I'm going to get a toga from to wear at the Roman themed Bunnings <sighs> Bacchanalia. And the other will be at miscellaneous parties around Bondi. Excellent. But Bunnings play a surprisingly pivotal p- p- part in a lot of Bacchanalia. Bac- bacchanalia? I don't know. They've got uh, all the things. Like yeah. They've got sure. all the things. You, you need a fire pit. Burnings. Yep. Yeah. You need food and sausages. Burnings. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You need tiles to vomit upon. Burnings. Yeah. <laughs> you need to repaint where you murdered someone. Burnings. <laughs> Brilliant. Let's see if there's any ancient Roman themed questions in the quiz 
this week. How do you feel like you both go at quizzes? Not good. Not good? No, I'm not good at quizzes. But wait a second, don't you write a quiz? Me? I write the news quiz, yeah. yes, for yeah. BBC Radio 4. But that's I. those are like I don't have to guess the answers. I literally <laughs> know the answers because I'm writing the questions. Yeah, um, okay. So my, my knowledge tends to be pretty niche. Um, and and very specific and and odd. So I don't have a lot of general knowledge because I was brought up in a weird a weird way. <laughs> a weird way of uh, m- multi-religious upbringing. Yeah, a, a multi-religious non-pop culture upbringing. Oh. Quizzes weren't big in Buddhist Jewish households. No, uh, we were not allowed to watch television unless it was the cricket or the news, uh, which is <laughs> the cricket for like a three or four year old exactly like not watching television at all. <laughs> wow. What about you, Dan? Are you a quiz taker normally? Uh, I do love a good quiz. Um, I I grew up in a household where everybody thought they were really smart. So as a result, I'm a generalist. Uh, I have picked up knowledge from lots of different places. Uh, but conversely, I'm not particularly skilled in anything. So it's, you know, very much the jack of all trades, master of none. Well, that's good. That that can be very useful for, for this quiz in particular because... As it's only 10 questions, it's only a tight quiz. But together, Dan, you and I would make a great trivia team. You know all the surface stuff and I know like only really weird niche things. That's a great <laughs> idea. I could look broadly. You could look narrowly. It'd be great. I'd love to do Race Around the World with you, Alice. I think that would be fun. Oh, uh, The Amazing yeah. Race. I reckon you and I on The yeah. Amazing Race would be great. Let's do it. Let's apply. All right. Well, let's make this your audition tape. Team Bondi Cluster have come from Bondi <laughs> to spread their seed around the world. All right, then. Well, let's see how you go on the other side of this break. We'll be right back. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to The Saturday Quiz. My guests today are Alice Fraser and Dan Illich. They're ready for the questions. We're going to start with question number one. And question number number one is, in relation to diamonds, what are the four C's? Oh, um, clarity. Is one of them, correct? Uh, carrots? Is carrots one of them? Yeah, carrot. Yeah. And um, credit limit is two the more. <laughs> and which one? I was going to say credit limit. Uh, wait, wait, wait. No, wait, wait, wait. So we've got carrot, which is the weight. Uh, we got clarity. Uh, cut. Yes. Ooh, cut. And one more. Crystal. And cut and colour, like a hairdresser. Cut and colour, exactly. It's very much a hairdressing uh, clue there. Yeah. Mm. Very well done. Carrot, clarity, colour and cut are the four C's. It's very good. All right. Well done. You got that 100% correct. Alice Fraser for the win. Nailed it. Doing very well. Question number two. (laughs) Founded in London in 1844, the YMCA was originally known by what non-abbreviated name? And there's a bonus point for naming the group that released the 1978 song YMCA. Okay. I I can definitely get the bonus question. 
Mm. Was the one okay? Okay, here's the question: Did they have? Yes. So, is the YMCA the unabbreviated? Mm. Is that the original name, or did, were they called something else? No, that's that's correct. So we just oh, have right. to know the. Oh uh, yeah, Dan, you've got this. Well, uh, I've got the young, the men, the Christians Association in my head. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, and for the bonus point, Alice, do you want to take it home? The village people. Is the yeah. It is the village people. Yes. <laughs> I only know that from medieval history, actually, not from And what was really knowledge. strange is that <laughs> during the Trump regime, I don't know, do you guys remember that guy, Donald Trump? He was he was president yeah. for a while. <laughs> he used to do a lot of rallies yes. where he would come out to Macho Macho Man. Was it much? Yeah. Yeah, which was a village, another village people song. And he yes. would come out. And that's, that's where he would do his... His dance. He would dance. Like he would like. Of- he would strut around like a macho man. But macho man is a song that denigrates macho men. It's very strange. Like it's it's one of those oh. things that made fun of macho men. <laughs> and, and Donald Trump would walk out on stage to be made fun of. Conversely, yeah, this, right. This week it came out in is the it? Daily Beast that he actually was checking in with the DH of uh, the Department of Justice and the uh, the FCA, the Federal Communications uh, 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 Organization in America, uh, to see if they could right. uh, stop the late night comedy shows from making jokes about him. <laughs> he was checking the great, the, he was seeing if the biggest lawmakers in the land or the sheriffs of the land could stop like Jimmy Kimmel and Colbert and all those people from making jokes about wow. him. Wow. Wouldn't that be insane? That would be insane. Anyway. I mean, that's pretty amazing because, I mean, I, I can understand why he would want people to stop making fun of him because he's already doing it so well himself. He's like a self-sourcing <laughs> pudding, he's a self-satirizing comedian. Uh, yeah. So I can understand why he would think it was gilding the lily a little bit. He's but like, hey, guys, he I'm kind of... walking out on the stage with Macho Man. You guys don't need to do any jokes. <laughs> I've got this cut. Yeah, yeah, I've done it. You can't top that. You can't You can't beat me at my own game. <laughs> All right, moving on to question number three. What, beginning with S, is another name for Bigfoot, a large, hairy creature thought to inhabit wilderness areas of the United States and Canada? Mm. Beginning so it's not with yeti. S. Not the Yeti. Abominable Snowman is not right. Because that's correct. That is not right. Oh, it's like the people. Is it um, Steve McQueen? Is it? Is that? Is that close? You're a little ways off. Mm. Would it be Sasquatch? Sasquatch. (gasps) Indeed. Which is a very strange name. Is that Sasquatch? Is that like a First Nations name? Is that the etymology? It is. Yeah, yeah. It does. That's where it comes from. Yes. And wasn't he? Jack Black's father in the in the Tenacious D movie, <laughs> Sasquatch. Uh, I don't I don't remember the Tenacious D movie. I do remember Harry and the Hendersons. That's that's the, my point of reference. And yeah, quite frankly, With we're, John Lithgow, t- we're ready right? for a reboot for those kind of eighties movies. And I would like to see Sassy and the Hendersons, and that would be the kind of inclusive <laughs> LGBTQIES. For Sasquatch uh, movie, I'd like to see. I think we can make that happen. Yeah, Sassy and the Hendersons. Do you have Do you have some uh, casting in mind for um, Sassy? Oh, it, oh it's just got to be Kate Blanchett, doesn't it? Um, it would upset a lot of people in the Yeti community, but 
She's really yeah. good. She's won a lot of Oscars. Do you remember, this is quite a side note, but do you remember, like, uh, it was only about two years ago that there were seemingly about three animated children's movies that were all about Bigfoot or Yetis of some kind. So I can tell you exactly why that happened. So you had the yes. you had right. the relentless success of uh, these sort of uh, semi-young adult romance dystopian novels, you know, where there were vampires, for example, they yes. tried to extend that, obviously, to werewolves and other sexy, cool, uh, supernatural beings. But obviously, when they tried that with yetis, they found that they are the least sexy of all cryptids. And so they had to transfer all of these properties that they'd already sold to Hollywood, who were just buying up all the supernatural entities. <laughs> uh, they had to make them children's movies because no one was going to get a hard-on for Bigfoot. <laughs> Despite what they say about Big Feet. I think we've found the title for this episode. (laughs) Thank you very much. Hard on for Bigfoot. Well, this is the thing. They managed to sell them very successfully because you know what they say about Big Feet. Big shoes? Is that what they They do? They do. That's very Uh, expensive. As a man who is incredibly hairy, it explains why I was partlerless partnerless for many, many years. (laughs) All right, then. Uh, Let's move on. Question number four. Is the process of gas turning into liquid called condensation or evaporation? Ooh, Between so those two options, it's got to be condensation, gas turning condensation, into Condensation, yeah, because... Um, Condensing. Condenses in, becomes, yeah, so water... Becomes more be- dense. Yeah, water is a liquid, then it becomes gas is steam, and then it, it, it condenses Dave. on the window... To, yeah, condensation. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, kind of an easy one, but <laughs> thank you for, for talking us through your answer. Yeah. And if I could just be condescending, that's <laughs> totally fine, Johnny. You're such a great host. Oh, my God. And, Alice, you made it pretty much all the way there before I repeated what you said in a longer <laughs> form. So, you know, just I'm used great. to it. I've, done it. I've been in comedy green rooms. <laughs> Very well done. Uh, that's me being condescending now. Very good, guys. Thank you, thank you. Very good. Question number five. Who fronts the English rock band High Flying Birds? Oh. Ah. It's not open mic eagle. I know that for a there fact. There you go. That's stumped you. You were, you were flying high until until this question number we, five. Yeah, we were. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be 100% honest and say I don't know. I didn't even know there was... A rock band called High Flying Birds. Mm. Well, it must be someone of prominence, right? Because why would they put it in the quiz? It uh, is so someone somebody that you have high, heard of, I, I guarantee. Is, okay. is, is the High Flying Birds a current band or a band from the past? No, it is a current, it is a current band, but this person was famously in a band of the past, of the recent okay, past. Okay, I will say something like... because. I would say like something like Paul McCartney. Yeah, not quite that. I mean, it would be weird for Paul McCartney to go from a band called Wings and then go Wings. High That's Flying Birds. <laughs> That's, That's pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. That's but I see where you're going. For, okay, without telling yes. us the name of this person's previous yes. band, could you tell us something about that previous band that would contextualise this, this yeah. style of music? It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a much more recent band than... The Beatles or or Wings, another flying object. Or, the Beatles, yep. <laughs> yeah, they, they could be. There are ones that don't fly, isn't there? Do all Beatles fly? <laughs> um, it's more a, a kind of nineties 
His previous band was was sort of nineties, early thousands. And can you give us a number of people who oh, were in that no, band? I have no mm. idea, but I can tell you that there were brothers in this band. Oh, oh. Oasis! It's got it to be does Oasis. Have to be Oasis. So you, I will say, I'll hedge. Noel Gallagher. <laughs> so are you are you going to say one each? Yeah, well, I thought I thought so. I thought that might be the way to go. It's, it's, a, it's a wise way to, to do it. The other one. So you're so Dan, you're going Noel. I'll go Noel yeah. Gallagher, and I'll go the other one. <laughs> Liam, Liam, you go to Liam. <laughs> I don't know which ones Liam. they are. I don't even know where. Well, either okay, Liam, I'm going Liam Gallagher. Yes. Why not? Very good that you actually knew the name of Noel Gallagher because it is. Noel Gallagher. So the only reason that I knew about Oasis was because I was once in a taxi in the highlands of Scotland with a man who used to be an Oasis fan, and so much so that he got side of stage tickets and that he'd heard the brothers having just the most horrendous fight and it really ruined his fandom oh, no. for him. Wow. And so this was the thing. I was talk- He was talking about I was saying as, as a comedian and... Mm. Like, it's quite nice to know that they're nice people because he was mentioning some of the comedians that he knew. And I was yeah. like, oh, not a rapist, which is a thing we say in the female comedy community when we hear about uh, famous comedians who aren't rapists. Um, and oh. so uh, he was like, oh, it's always nice to know that because he had had his fandom of Oasis ruined. But he didn't say the names oh. of the people in Oasis. He oh. just said that the brothers oh, were wow. having a fight. And I remembered that. That was... Wow, that's great. Go. That must have been a great conversation to have in the back of a taxi. <laughs> well, it was great. It was good. back in the day where you could sit in the front of a taxi even. Well, the taxi driver might not have provided you with the with the correct answer, but you got it anyway. Noel Gallagher is the lead singer of the High Flying Birds. Well done. We'll be back with the rest of the questions right after this. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Thanks for coming back. I'm joined by Alice Fraser and Dan Illich, and they are up to question number six. According to the Bible, what is the opening phrase of the Ten Commandments? Mm. Mm. Moses, write this down. Yeah, <laughs> get a pen. Um, is it, um, um, um. So wait, is, is it, it the t- first commandment that we're going for, or the first? No, it's not the first commandment, but it's the first thing. You know, it's it's sort of the introduction, if you will. Because it is two tablets. Was it push down and twist to the left? <laughs> no, no. no just for a child, childproof yep, cap. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No. I like. I. 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 No. I'm afraid I don't know. Oh. I reckon you will get this. Is it the first? Like, because I know that I know the Ten Commandments actually. But I don't know the preamble you know, to the Ten the Commandments. Actual, all the Ten Commandments? Yeah, the Ten Commandments are. Oh, let's go. Uh, yeah. I am the Lord thy God. You can't worship other gods. Um, what's the third one? Uh, there's uh, no images. Uh, no graven images. Um, Honor thy mother and father. No, 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 oh. no. It's not taking the Lord's name in vain. Then there's, yes, honour thy mother and father, no adultery. 
And no coveting thy neighbor's ass. Yeah, you you skipped thou shalt not kill, which I think we're getting there. Com- we're getting there. No, that comes well. That comes before. Do we have to do them in order? Well, well, you oh, you're God. the one that came up God. with this. I, I didn't just come up with it. God I'm came just, up with it. I, I'm just glued to the screen here for the podcast listener to watch a lightning bolt hit Alice in the head. I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> Wait, 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 so, wait, 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 remembering so the Sabbath. So start again, start again, because not, you, you were doing so very well. Is it remembering the Sabbath is one of them. Yeah, that's the third. Remember to keep the the keep holy the Lord's day. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. So I'm the Lord thy God. No gods other than me. No graven images. No taking the na- name in vain. Uh, mm-hmm. Remembering Shabbat. Yeah. <laughs> Honouring mother and father. Yeah. No adultery. Yeah. No coveting. No murdering. Covering what? Neighbor, neighbor, thy neighbor's ass. Thy neighbor's ox. Sure. Uh, and then, and then. And also, your neighbor's what else? Wife. Yeah. Is that wife? That's that's how many are we up to? That's seven. Oh, I don't. I, I think I'm out. I think I'm out. No, uh, but you you, you, eight you is, skipped uh, over. Eight is wash your hands. Nine is keep one point five meters apart. Uh, <laughs> and ten is always add twelve point five percent super. No, I thought I knew, but I don't know. Energy. I don't know all ten. I'm no, sorry. No, you do though. You you skipped over the really big one. Uh, no murdering, no stealing. Yeah, yeah, they're they're two. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Do not Go kill. On. Thou shalt not kill, and thou shalt not steal. And then you've got uh, one more. Which these are very <laughs> prescriptive. I don't know how people. Wait, this wasn't the question. The question was <laughs> the opening preamble yeah. the, with music which, and words. Which I've you've been said playing every time. You've actually got the the question 100% correct every time you've done it. Oh. I am the Lord thy God. Ah, oh, there you go. Oh, right. That's the answer to the question. Oh, there you go. Very well done. You missed uh, not to bear false witness against oh. thy neighbour. Oh. Is um, right oh. to bear arms in there somewhere? I seem to think right to bear arms was, <laughs> is that something? Uh, I feel like that's No, that's something. an amendment. Oh, is it amendment? That's it's an a, a, the commandments. Oh, not yeah. a commandment. It's yeah. an amendment. Thank you. Uh, well done, Alice. I'm very imp- impressed that you well are done, still yes. a little bit Jewish. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> Good. All right, question number seven. April O'Neil is an ally and friend to which fictional Me. superhero team? Do you want to say it together? Are you ready? You yep. both got this. One, two, three. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes oh, in a half shell. Power. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to do it so laboriously, but <laughs> well done. Power. It you. is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Who Can you name all the turtles? Who was your favourite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, uh, Dan? Look, it was, it was a toss between Leonardo, but he was a little bit boring. I also enjoyed Michelangelo because mm. he was a party dude. Everyone party. loved Michelangelo, Raphael was so right? surly. Donatello was pretty cool, but all he had was sticks. I liked Donatello. I liked yeah. Donatello. I would play Donatello and Raphael and, and my brother would play uh, Michelangelo and Leonardo. Yeah, yeah, it was all about Michelangelo for me because he he had the what are they called the nunchucks? Oh yes, the no who had the the size oh, that, that was the size that was Raphael. That was Raphael. Yeah. That was Raphael. No, I apologize. Cool. Yeah, it was all about Raphael for yeah. me. Mm. Yeah, I like Donatello. He had that sort of hot bisexual energy that I'm into. <laughs> when I uh, when I was a little boy, uh, I made my own. Ninja Turtles had a felt and cardboard and I took them to school and they were about, you know, my head high because everybody else had real ones and I was like, oh, I've got to make my own. So I, I made my own and for about six months I was playing with these felt and cardboard Teenage Ninja Turtles and then Christmas time I got my own from Santa Claus. It was a really big day for us. My goodness. That's, That's so, so cool. great. I love that. 
that's, that's pretty amazing. But the home, do you still have the homemade? I don't have the homemade ones, and I understand that they hold significant sentimental value. But I, they they were gone by the time when I got the ones, the real yeah. ones. I was like, once you get the real ones, you're out of here, cardboard yeah. and felt. You're gone. I can still rem- I can still smell the wood glue, and I can still feel the felt. Like it's one of those things. If I close my eyes, I can, wow. you know, I can take myself back there. Well, yes, well done. April O'Neil, of course, is the human. And is she like a reporter? She's or an intrepid she's- reporter and she wears a yeah. yellow jacket with a Nehru collar. And she reports for Channel 6 News. Wow. These are all details that I really should have had at my fingertips. Just before we go on, is, um, are there going to be any questions about Penny from Inspector Gadget <laughs> in this? There's not, unfortunately. No. Okay. Question number eight. Which Asian nation is a member of the G7 political forum? Mm. Only one Asian nation Dan. as part of G7. Not, yes. not South Asian. Is this uh, Asian nation a no. South Asian nation? Is it Singapore or Japan? I think it's Japan. It's got to be Japan. Japan's yes, much bigger economy than Singapore. Yeah. 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 What does the What does the G stand for? Japan. <laughs> <laughs> the G stands for group. Group of seven, which basically means uh, fuck off, China and Russia. We don't want to be you know part of our group. It's like it's formalised groups in the playground. That's what it is. It's like it's like yeah. your, your best friends in the playground getting together to exclude everybody else and it's just formally putting that into an arrangement <laughs> where they can exclude other people and occasionally have some stringers along like Australia and go, yeah, all right, Australia, you can come and play this this, this lunchtime. <laughs> only, if you, only if you don't use coal. Oh, you're still going to use coal. <laughs> yes, well done. It is Japan, which is the Asian nation that is the member of G7. All right, question number nine. Emily Seabom and Kate Campbell have qualified for their fourth Olympic Games. Name the only Australian swimmer thus far to compete at four Olympics. Thus far to compete at four Olympics? Yes. Yeah. At four Olympics, yeah. The There's only been one. Australian swimmer. Okay. Australian. Only one Australian swimmer. I will swimmer. say... Um, Kieran Perkins. It is not Kieran Perkins. Okay, so Sydney, you had Thorpey. I don't think that was... What's his head? I think that was his first Olympics, Thorpey. But Thorpey also performed in Athens. No. Yeah, Thorpey was also in Beijing. I don't think he was in the one after. Grant Hackett. What was the one after, do you remember? London. London, correct. So this... I'll give no, you a clue. it was a lady this swimmer. Person, uh, competed at those four Olympics. Okay. Uh, I will say... Um, what's her name? Oh. Blonde, blonde, blonde. Susie O'Neill? No. no. Uh, the other one. Liesl Jones? Yes. Liesl Jones. Oh, wow, there yeah. you go, Liesl Jones. Yeah, right. very well done. Good on Liesl. Guess how old she was in two thousand at the 2000 Olympics? Uh, 16. 14. She was 15. Wow. wow. Isn't amazing. that amazing? Wow. She was 15 and she won. I don't think a, that a, should be allowed. <laughs> it shouldn't, it really shouldn't be. But Alice, if you're going to win bloody medals, you can the- be as young as you bloody like. <laughs> young as you like. I worked at the um, uh, Sydney Olympics and I worked at... Yeah, uh, what did you do at the Sydney Olympics? I was working as a photo assistant in the media centre. So my little job was to walk around the media centre with a trolley to collect all of the chemical effluent from all the photo processing labs. Back then, every media major media organisation had their own little lab and it ran on chemicals and I would pick up all the chemicals and I would I'd take it back to Kodak for processing, for, for disposal. Um, and... 
I worked at the Salt Lake. Wow. Olymp- I worked at the Salt Lake Olympics for NBC, and I worked at Athens on the pool deck as a photo assistant. And um, that was some of the that was super fun working pool deck because all of a sudden I was like hanging around all the Australian, all the kind of heroes of Australia, watching them swim. Wow, what a fantastic job! You could pass a note to Liesl Jones saying, "Do you want the eyes of a nation upon you? Tick yes or no." <laughs> I should have done that. Yeah, you would have been if you were on pool deck. You would have been. You yeah. would have rubbed shoulders. Oh, I, yeah, I've got great photos. Although I think she's probably significantly taller than you, is she? <laughs> she's, I could rub shoulder. One shoulder would reach one side, but I wouldn't be able to reach the other shoulder with my shoulder. Like she's got quite right. broad shoulders. Yes. Very well done. It, it was Liesl Jones. And we're up to the last question. Oh, here we go. Final question. You've done very well, I have to say. Do we win anything? You win nothing. Duh. Weren't you listening at the top of the show? I said there's no, I don't keep a score. It's not a competition. And you win nothing. I should have added that. You win nothing. But here we go. Question number 10. Who wrote the play An Ideal Husband? Mm. Um, Barnaby Joyce. (laughs) Wasn't Barnaby Joyce. I don't know if he presents himself as an ideal husband. It was Oscar Wilde. It was Oscar Wilde. Well done, Alice Fraser. Niche, Fraser. Fraser. You've done it. What a legend. Because he was not an ideal husband for various reasons. Not not back then. He he, he could be now. He could be now, maybe. Back in the day it wasn't. He sued somebody for libel uh, for claiming that he was a sodomite. Oh. And he lost, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, He tried to defend his reputation um, against these accusations of, of, of being gay, which he was gay, but obviously he wanted to defend his reputation because back in those days it was not okay to be gay. Not okay to be gay. Ben Robert Smith now is suing someone for libel <laughs> to say that he is a less than ideal husband. So <laughs> I wonder how I that's going to go for yeah, him. Yeah. I think Oscar Wilde, after after that uh, defamation proceeding, I think he came out saying that it was a uh, terrific victory for him, though, right? <laughs> yeah, it was a terrific yeah. victory for him. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember much about that time. I remember him coming out and saying he won. That's good. Good for him. I'm going to buy another one of his good books. Good for him. Well, well done. You really pulled it out on that final question, Alice. Very well done. That was the only one that I felt like fairly certain of. In terms of, like, my weird niche knowledge stuff. And you also knew it, and definitely Dan didn't know that. I, I'm I'm assuming there, Dan, that mm. you didn't know that. I absolutely didn't. That's why I was grasping as quickly as I could for hilarious joke alternatives. <laughs> well, fortunately, Alice was there with the non-joke answer. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Alice Fraser, Dan Illich. Thanks so much for doing the quiz. Are you kidding? Oh, my pleasure. Alice and I actually had a show on tonight, but it got cancelled because of the pandemic. I know, right? And so it was, it was like, we're just like, well, this is a great alternative. We're still doing a podcast. Yeah. Good. 
Uh, yeah. I would have a, really missed podcast. Dan tonight. I would have spent the whole evening missing Dan Illich. So you've given me the opportunity to look upon his angelic face. I'm so glad. And I, I'm. I, it really is a treat having you both on my podcast when you are both so podcast present. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I'm happy to water down my brand for you. Happy to water down my brand. <laughs> No, it's enhancing. It's a brand enhancement. Yes, it is. I'm an absolute pod hussy. <laughs> yeah, a pod hussy is a good one. Well, thanks so much. And well done. You did very good quizzing. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. That's the Saturday quiz for another week. Thank you all for listening. Thanks especially to the supporters of the podcast. I love reading your messages and finding out how you consume the show. Jacinta seems to listen to it on Saturday mornings, while Dano waits until Saturday night when they're washing the dishes. Whatever way you listen to it, I'm so glad that you do. Please tell all your friends to listen too. Thank you, as always, to Cindy McDonald for writing such great questions. And thank you to my guests this week, Alice Fraser and Dan Illich. As I said in the introduction, they are both podcast veterans, so seek out some of their shows and have a listen. If they see a significant bump in their audience numbers after appearing on my show, it means they might invite me onto theirs. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.